So yesterday we covered a story uh, about a Johannesburg woman who gave birth to triplets at the Rahima Musa Hospital. And she is now questioning the alleged mysterious death of one of the children. Hilda Mpofu gave birth to triplets, uh, two girls and one boy at the hospital last week. She was then discharged without her children because they needed extra care. She was later told uh, when uh, that one of the babies had passed away. And then a short while later, she was told that the baby that had passed on was a boy. And uh, to add to the confusion in this particular story, the hospital then later told her that she had in fact given birth to two boys and one girl and not the other way around as uh, she had known it uh, at the time that she left the hospital and the papers that were given and signed off to her. So, uh, according to Hilda's knowledge and uh, the initial birth papers, she gave birth to two girls and one boy, and uh, she refuses to accept the body of the baby boy that was presented to her until the hospital can explain and prove exactly what transpired and, of course, whose baby it is. So for more on this, we join on the line by the Rahima Musa Hospital CEO, Dr. Fru Benson. Dr. Benson, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon and, and uh, hello to your listeners. Dr. Benson, uh, I'm sure you are familiar with this particular story. Uh, can you confirm for us that Hilda Mpofu uh, indeed gave birth to triplets at Rahima Musa? Yeah, um, uh, Hilda uh, gave birth to baby A in our labor war. The first born baby was a boy. That baby was admitted to ICU. She was taken to theater. Baby B and C was delivered uh, before she had the cesarean section. And um, according to the records, the first recording, uh, while the babies, the two babies were resuscitated, the recording was made that baby C is female. Uh, Later on, the mistake was detected and it was indicated that the, the notes was changed to indicate baby C is a male and not female. Uh, so the, the baby that eventually passed away was baby C. Uh, baby C passed away on uh, Sunday uh, after being transferred to ICU. And that's the baby, in the, the, the sex of the baby that's in dispute. Uh, um, well, during... Well, according to the notes, the babies were resuscitated. And in that resuscitation, uh, I, I know uh, you know uh, what happens during the resuscitation. Mistakes can be made. Uh, and there was an honest mistake made with the sex of baby C. When was this mistake made? That was during uh, all, all three that the triplets were born on Thursday. Um, and when the did the hospital discover the mistake? That was on Thursday. Um, the, the doctors that normally do the cesarean is obstetrician. Uh, they recorded the sex as a female of baby C. When that baby was given to uh, the pediatricians who 
attends to to babies normally uh, who's a specialist uh, that deals with with, with uh, babies they detected that it's a female uh, sorry a male and they made the notes in the notes indicating that they is a male and they in fact changed the notes to say the notes that was made by the pediatrician to indicate that it's a male what was the window of time that lapsed between the first notes that were made and the correction? Well, um, the notes that were made was in theatre. That's the, the window of time may have been as short as half an hour. The babies, the pediatricians were called to theatre to attend to the babies. When they uh, tended to the babies, they detected that the baby is. Uh, is male, and they made that correction then. When did the mother become aware of the gender, the sex of the babies that she had given birth to? The mother delivered the babies in theatre. During the resuscitation, obviously they gave the mother a report. And at that particular point in time, they reported to the mother that the two babies in theatre were girls. So when the that correction the when the correction was made, was the mother informed that indeed a mistake was made in the recording and was she informed about that? The first time the mother was informed, um, remember the babies was then admitted. Uh, all three babies were premature and needed care. Uh, the two uh, babies, baby uh, A was in ICU at that particular point in time. Baby uh, C and B was uh, in our neonatal ward. Mother came to see the babies, both on Saturday. That was before baby C uh, took a turn for the worse and was admitted uh, to ICU. What mother told us is that she did not change the nappy. So um, she could not fully see uh, or confirm the sex of the baby. Baby C's uh, condition took a turn for the worse. On Saturday, she was admitted to ICU, or he was admitted to ICU, and then um, he unfortunately passed away on the Sunday. When the baby passed away, mother was informed that a boy passed away. Uh, that, that, that was the indication. She had baby A was a boy. So uh, they then came to hospital and disputed the sex of baby C. So why do you think they would do that, Dr. Benson, if in fact she was told that she had in fact had two boys and one girl? Why would she dispute that? Remember what what I told you, what mother was informed in theater. The first baby was a boy. In theater, mother was informed that she had two girls. So when did she you inform only, her that, in fact, she had had two boys and one girl? That was when baby C passed away. But How does that happen, Dr. Benson? The um, babies were born on Thursday. The baby passes away the on Sunday. Were born on, uh, the babies that uh, during the, the period from Thursday, mother came to the babies. And the understanding from the pediatricians were that mother would see the sex of the baby.
Okay, so at that particular point in time, remember baby C then became sick on the Saturday. Mother on Saturday saw the baby. So at that point in time, doctors were not aware that the mother, that there is an, an issue still, that mother still believes that baby C uh, is a female and not a male. Because mother saw the baby from Thursday up until Sunday, sorry, up, up, up until Saturday, before baby C was admitted to ICU. So mother saw the baby on Thursday, she saw the baby on Friday, she saw the baby on Saturday, and in all this time, it never occurred to her that this was a baby boy, is what you're saying, Dr. Benson? Yeah, what I'm saying is, is in fact, when our doctors had an interview on the mo- with the mother on uh, uh, on the Monday, um, mother then still said that uh, she expected, in terms of the triplets, that it was two females and one male. That's because, Dr. Benson, because your hospital staff only informed her of that on Sunday when the baby actually died. They did not inform her prior to that that she had given birth to two boys and one girl, as is alleged now. Up until Sunday, when she was told that her baby boy didn't make it, she was under the impression that she had given birth to two girls and one boy. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. But what I'm saying to you, um, there was a mistake made when the mother was informed on the Thursday of the sex of baby B and C. But you didn't correct the mistake until Sunday, Dr. Benson. That is the issue in question here. Yeah, but remember, mother came to the ward to see the babies. It was expected, but I, I can clearly agree with you that the doctors did not say uh, because they did not at that particular point in time tell mother that baby C was in, in fact uh, a male and not a, fe- uh, not a female as she thought. So uh, that is correct. But uh, remember, mother saw the babies and therefore the doctors just assumed that she knew. That it's, a, that it's a boy. And when they then reported, they indicated to her that baby C uh, was sick and took a turn for the worse. And they indicated to her that the baby was admitted to ICU. It was only when the baby passed away that they said, your baby boy passed away. Okay? And then they came to the hospital. And then there was the dispute around the sex of the baby. But it's an honest mistake that was made around the sex of the baby. The, an honest mistake that's causing a lot of trauma right now for the family, uh, but, Dr. Benson. And what we then offered to do, we agree with that. We offered to do a DNA because the only way you can determine that uh, baby C is in fact uh, the baby of, of the mother is to do a test a DNA test between mother and baby, and that was offered to the family. In when, fact, Dr. That Benson? Was explained, this was on Monday, okay, the first time. Who spoke um, to the family, Dr. Benson? There's a Dr. Lawrence that spoke to the family, who's our senior pediatrician, that discussed with the family. 
Dr. Lawrence further discussed this with a mother yesterday. Okay, mother then indicated, please don't do any tests until you get a, have a meeting with uh, the rest of the family, which is father and the sister. They planned to have the meeting today. The family did not turn up. Um, what the hospital indicated to them is that we're willing to pay for the test and we're willing to do, because that's the only way to demonstrate the relationship between the mother and baby C, who's uh, the family indicating is not their baby. That's the obvious and common sense thing to do. But when we spoke to the family yesterday, they indicated that the hospital had not communicated with them and they were in fact waiting by yesterday this time when we spoke uh, to the family your hospital uh, staff had apparently not communicated with them at all. They were still waiting. We have that well, on record. Well, that's, that's incorrect because the family had a meeting with Dr. Lawrence on Monday to discuss that. And in fact, the mother is coming. Baby A and B is still in the hospital. So the doctors have contact with the mother on a daily basis. Uh, when she comes to to hospital, uh, the, the the first time that hospital management became aware of this was when a query was made by the MEC's office after the family had went to uh, the media. So the family had never, uh, during any stage uh, uh, of this proceedings from Thursday laid any complaint with the management of the hospital. Let me ask you this then, Dr. Benson. Where is the body? Where are the remains of the baby the that passed away? The remains is in the mortuary at the hospital. Why hasn't the family claimed it? Why haven't they uh, claimed it to bury that baby? Well, I indicated to you the family was informed on Monday there is a boy. When the family then... The family is insisting that they have two females and one male. So they are insisting that baby C, the, the, the body in the mortuary, is not dead because this baby is a boy and they expect the baby to be a female. Exactly, Dr. Benson. So yeah. what do you mean when you say that they never laid a complaint, that they everything was fine and then they went to the MEC's office? They went to the MEC's office. They came to us because they refused to accept the remains of that baby because they are disputing it. Yeah, remember, um, that is a fact that's known between the clinicians and the family. But not all that fact. Um, the, normally when a doctor sees a patient, they regard the management of that patient be, 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 to be confidential between the patient and the doctor. They don't report it to management. So management only becomes aware of a case, either when a, a, a patient complains to them or if uh, Something seriously goes wrong that you have a, what is called a serious adverse event that the clinicians then report. But in this particular case, because the clinicians had a discussion on Monday, they never reported it to management. Okay, so they had the discussion with the family on Monday. Monday evening, which is on the 15th, was the first time that management became aware 
when this issue was raised by the office of the MEC, by the media person in the office of the MEC, if there's something that goes wrong in the hospital, normally what the family needs to do, there's a complaint officer is to lay that complaint there or to ask to see either uh, the matron of the hospital or the CEO. That did not happen. Uh, See, my problem here, Dr. Benson, is you are speaking to me right now as if a fact-finding mission had been conducted and the hospital and staff has been absolved of any wrongdoing in this particular matter. I would have expected you to say to me, as you say, management is not necessarily aware of what's happening on the hospital floor. I would have expected you to conduct an investigation and then come back and say, this is what we found. But you are speaking as a matter of fact in terms of what you've been told by your staff uh, regarding the facts in this particular matter. And, and that for me is problematic because there are so many questions. Who changed the, these, uh, the, the baby's nappies? Why were the parents, uh, surely as a mother, At some point, you would want to know, you would want to see. And yesterday, as a matter of fact, the the family said that they were not allowed, they were not allowed, the father, at some point, to actually see the babies. Are you aware of all of these discrepancies, Dr. Benson? Um, Well, let's uh, come to your issues one by one. You, You say that we need to investigate. It, 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 it's very clear that when a child, when a complaint is laid, that complaints need to be investigated. Now, in this particular matter, I told you that I became aware of it through uh, the issue being raised in the media. Now, obviously, uh, in that respect, one then need to give our media spokesman a report on this case. So therefore, I had to inquire from the clinician what is the condition, and they then reported it to me. So on that basis, that's the information that that I'm talking to you about. What I'm not saying is that our staff is exonerated. I'm clearly stating to you that a mistake was made in recording the initial recording of the sex of this uh, patient. Now, clearly, uh, that's a mistake that we need to deal with internally. But um, the so problem I'm with that saying... mistake, Doctor Benson, and and I apologize for interjecting, but the problem with that mistake is that the mistake was made on Thursday. The mother was not informed until Sunday about your mistake. How does that happen? But I. I tried to explain to you that, which I also don't want to say is correct. Uh, remember, the mother was admitted. The mother was only discharged. Um, normally, it's a day or, or two days thereafter. But in between, the mother is allowed to um, see the babies, and the mother saw the baby up until Saturday, where the child was admitted to ICU. Now, normally in that, if a baby is admitted, you ask who changed the nappy of a child. Remember, uh, all the children are, are seen to by carers in the hospital. There's nursing uh, practitioners that take care of the child. So they normally change the nappy. 
in this particular case, the children were sick. Uh, they would, all three children were premature babies, and therefore they had problems with their breeding. In that case, uh, the children, one of the children uh, were admitted to ICU. Uh, it's only baby B that's admitted to the normal neonatal womb. Uh, I told you baby C, which is the baby uh, in the spew, later on became sick and had to be admitted to ICU. But the mother is the, uh, comes and tends to the babies. We encourage breastfeeding, and that's why the mother is allowed uh, to see the baby. Part of the problem with premature babies is that they can pick up infections very quickly, and for that reason... Normally, only the mother is allowed to come to the neonatal ward, which is babies below the age of 28 days. To control infection, only the mother is allowed to come in, and breastfeeding is encouraged. With the mother seeing the baby, there's been an honest expectation that the mother would have known that baby sees is a male and not a female. But clearly, that was also a mistake, if you would want me to admit. They should have said, Mother, uh, a mistake was made at birth. Baby C is not female, as you thought, and it's male. But that did not happen. So clearly, a mistake in that regard was made. So when baby C was moved from one ward to the next. I would imagine the mother would have been informed, Dr. Benson. Yes, and when correct. she was informed, was she informed that her son or her daughter was moved? Well, I don't know the details because I did not do the informing. But what is indicated um, is that mother was informed that um, your third baby or your last baby is taking a turn for the worst and therefore need to be admitted to ICU. Now, the details of how it was said, I, I don't know. So but where to from here? What is the, the next step from here, Dr. Benson? Well, what we offer the, the parents is the only way to, to, to prove a relationship, a, a parent-baby relationship, is through DNA. Because at the moment, they're disputing that the baby is dead. And we are willing to pay for the, D, for, for the DNA testing. All right. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for your time, Dr. Fru Benson. We'll follow up with the family again. We'll follow up to see where this uh, goes to next because uh, so many uh, things not adding up here. But we certainly will keep our eye on the story. Uh, the CEO of the Rahima Musa Hospital is Dr. Fru Benson speaking to us there.